We live in very exciting times. The words of the prophets are being fulfilled right before our eyes. This is David Billington with you for the Bible in the News. Isaiah 27 verse 13 says, And it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and the outcasts in the land of Egypt, and shall worship the Lord in the holy mount at Jerusalem. Friends, we live in the days of the great trumpet. In the time period of the seventh trumpet in Revelation, which is also the time of the resurrection trumpet, the gathering together of Israel from the four corners of the earth, which Isaiah is speaking of. In the news, we hear about events in Russia, Syria, and Iran as those nations come together under the protectorate of Russia, the king of the north. We see the great merchant powers of the earth and Saudi Arabia coming together and forming a southern alliance. All these incredible events. But the national revival of Israel is the greatest of them all. How could a people, scattered to the four corners of the earth, in over 100 different countries, speaking over 80 different languages, ever come together into one nation, in one land, speaking a revived common ancient language, the language of the Bible. It is unprecedented in human history. Now all these miracles have happened to bring this nation back to life. Each one of them, the return of the Jewish people, the resurrection of their language, their return to their ancient homeland, their survival against all odds, as the surrounding nations attempted to annihilate them, each one, is a great trumpet blast reminding us that we live in the days of the great shofar. Some have tried to say that the Jews came back as a self-fulfilling prophecy, but this ignores the fact that the early return was almost entirely secular. During the early years of the state of Israel, it was a secular nation. However, as this great return and revival took place, the Jewish people have realized that this is the hand of the Almighty. Seeing Jews from the four corners of the earth, together in Israel, from Ethiopia, America, Russia, Iraq, Persia, and Yemen, all together is an undeniable fulfillment of prophecy. More and more of the Jewish people are recognizing the hand of the Almighty and the fulfillment of prophecy in these events. This week, I was really struck by a speech given at the Orthodox Jewish Chamber of Commerce in the King David Hotel in Jerusalem by Israeli Member of Parliament Yehuda Glick, reported by Israeli News Arut Sheva, where he speaks about prophecy, how prophecy is fulfilling right before our eyes and about his vision of Jerusalem being the future capital of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it really is a wonderful miracle to be here. We can't take things for granted. We're sitting here in the hotel of King David, in the city of King David. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to remind ourselves, coming to Israel, Anthony, is not just sightseeing. Coming to Israel is to see the words of the prophets coming out of the book, materializing and becoming a reality. You can tell Ezekiel, the bones ain't dry anymore. You can tell Jeremiah, Jerusalem is not isolated like a widow anymore. You can tell Zechariah, children are playing in the streets of Jerusalem. Ladies and gentlemen, the words of the prophets have come out of the book, and we are writing the next chapter of the book 
in our generation. We are seeing it happen with our own eyes. And we have a mission that Jerusalem should be the godly capital of the Jewish people and of the world. We don't need the world to recognize Jerusalem. We know Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Jerusalem, every single Jewish couple who got married in the past 2,000 years swore to Jerusalem. Every Jewish family who celebrated Passover said next year in Jerusalem. So we know Jerusalem is our capital. If the world wants to be relevant, they will recognize Jerusalem. If the world wants to be relative to re relevant to reality, they will recognize Jerusalem and they will have all their embassies here in Jerusalem. The city, the state of Israel, the size of a needle hole on, on the globe, but still the leaders of all over the world know they have to come to Jerusalem because Jerusalem is the city that unites all of us, heavenly Jerusalem and earthly Jerusalem. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to once again thank Arut Sheva, who unites the people around here in Jerusalem. I want to remind ourselves that we have to establish and announce the sovereignty of the State of Israel on all over Judea and Samaria and on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. We are seeing a new generation arising in Israel that is seeking God and recognizing His hand more than ever. Hosea the prophet says in the third chapter, For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king, and without a prince, and without a sacrifice, and without an image, and without an ephod, and without teraphim. Afterward shall the children of Israel return, and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Isaiah 30, another prophecy for the latter day, see verse 8 margin, speaks of the final great deliverance of Israel at the time of the great earthquake, verse 25. In this chapter we find a generation that cries to God for help and is heard by God, verse 19. Teachers are sent to them who show them the way, verse 20. And as a result, in the day of trouble they have the song and go up to the house of the Lord. Now listen to these speeches given by Ari Abramovitz and Jeremy Gimpel this October at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles, speaking to a large group who were about to go up to the Temple Mount. I have added in the translation of Hebrew phrases in brackets in the print version. First you will hear the singing of Am Israel Chai, which means the people of Israel live, and Odavino Chai, still our father lives. chosen to come together right now and pray together and to go up on Harabait than now on Sukkot. Why? What is Sukkot? Zman Simchatenu, the time of our greatest joy. And what brings us here if not joy? 
You know, while everybody here is welcome, there's a reason we issued a special invitation to English-speaking Olim. We said, did you make Aliyah? Then make Aliyah to Harabite, because there's something beautiful about that Aliyah. What's so beautiful is that it's fueled not by running away, not by running away from poverty or persecution, but running towards, embracing, desire, yearning, love. And that's exactly what brings us here right now. Desire, love, yearning. We're here to send a very clear message. Not to the Israeli government, this is not a political thing. We're here to send a very clear message to Hashem. To Hashem, Abba! We're ready! We're ready, we're here, we're back. We're back, the Kotel, we love the Kotel, but it's not enough anymore. It's not enough, we want the Beit HaMikdash. We want a relationship, we've learned our lesson. We've learned our lesson that it's not a building, it's a relationship, and we want that relationship with you. And it's not just for us, it's on behalf of the entire world. Hashem, all of the nations, there's so much pain, there's so much sorrow, there's so much war and hate. Please, you said, we build you a sanctuary and you'll dwell within us. Circumcise our hearts, Hashem. Allow this time to be a time of building the Beit HaMikdash in love for all of humanity. So thank all of you for coming. May this be Mevorach. Man. You know, we were all singing Am Yisrael Chai, and we saw Ethiopian Jews walking here, and Russian Jews walking here, and all of Am Yisrael that was literally under the ground, dead in the exile, resurrected from the dead, and now making the first steps towards Harabite. It could be that most of them are still going to the Kotel, but they've come from the four corners of the earth to come here to celebrate together. And now look how many of the nations have come. Are we seeing this actually happening in our lifetime? The first beginning steps of Mashiach can be heard now. In 1967, we had it. It was in our hands. It was like a miraculous war. Whoever heard of a six-day war, it never happened before. Why wasn't it built then? Zachariah says, The Beit HaMikdash is not going to be built not through power and not through might, but through His Spirit. How are we to accomplish that today? Without a bullet. Just by going up and praying. The more people that go up and pray, our world accepts every narrative known to man except the actual narrative of history, the narrative of God, the narrative of the Bible. Our feet walking up on Harabite is the narrative and the unfolding of our history and our destiny. And so although Ari and I can't go up for reasons that we all know, that a Jew still can't pray on Harabite in 2017, as we've just now entered into the new year, Jews and the righteous among the nation, we still can't pray with our mouths, but we can pray with our feet and we can pray with our hearts. And so thank you all for coming here today and taking our prayers up with you and taking our hopes up with you. And may this be a sign of the times that we're living in. Literally the first rains of the year were felt as we all came here together singing Am Yisrael Chai, the nation of Israel lives, and that our Father is still alive. And as He rains His blessing upon us, 
We should know as we see the exiles returning from Israel, literally a vision from the Bible in front of our eyes, that we're living in the greatest time in human history. And we should all be blessed to dance together, not down here, but next year up there. The people of Israel must be prepared to meet their king. At the time of the first coming, John the Baptist prepared the way for the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke 1 verse 17 says, And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Even before John came, a providential unseen hand of God was at work. Luke 3 verses 15 and 16 says, And all the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not. John answered, saying unto them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So it is in our day. It can clearly be seen that the people are in expectation. This is plainly evident for any who wish to recognize it. The speeches we have listened to prove this is the case. Therefore we ask, Abba, how long? Please come back next week, God willing, as we can again consider the Bible in the News at www.bibleinthenews.com. Mm-hmm.